Thanks for joining us again for another edition of It's Prime Time Somewhere. Amazing people, amazing stories, and amazing lives. Broadcasting to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. It's time for another edition of It's Prime Time Somewhere. And again, I want to welcome Mr. David Cole uh, to the broadcast today. And uh, David, I'm, I'm happy to see you and happy to have you. Oh, it's ha I'm happy to be here, J.D., and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Excellent. Well, let me tell you, uh, I always ask this as my opening question. Every time, every guest, and you're no exception. Who is David Cole? You know, I love that question, and it's, uh, it's you know, from an interview perspective, I do a lot in, from a standpoint of in my business background. It's one of my first favorite questions to open with as well because it's a, an opportunity to see where do they go. Right. And I always, I always liken that as, if my wife was asking, this would be a different answer. Uh, but it's it's really fascinating. Who I am is a, a proud husband to Cindy, my wife of almost twenty years, Amen. and also and also a a striving dad, father to seven what I refer to as adult hobos, which are seven. children who have not. Seven. Wow. Okay. Well, we, no. we, we had five in our family, so I can sort of relate. And, you know, I come from a family of seven myself, but uh, five kids was enough of a challenge for me. Uh, I commend you on the, on, the, on the seven. Well, and I always get this follow-up usually is, oh, wait a minute. Are those all yours? Well, technically, if I'm paying for them, I call them all mine. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, and this is one of those yours, mine, and ours uh, situations to where both my wife come from a, a divorce background in 20 years ago and it has been just an amazing journey testimony uh, and opportunity and i'm here today because of one of those situations that has arisen okay okay well now that brings us i believe to the uh to your book which is entitled letters to william so uh, I'm assuming that that's where you were going here. So tell us a little bit about the book, uh, Letters to William. You bet, J.D. And uh, one of the things that I'm still trying to get accustomed to is when someone says, oh, you're an author. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. How can that be? Uh, I'm a business guy. I'm a dad. I'm a normal sort of. I grew up in central Iowa and have, you know, big families, big faith. Right. And to now be on a radio station talking and TV, whatever, talking about a book that is written. Uh, the book is titled Letters to William uh, with the, the core tagline is the journey of healing through the pain of estrangement. And this book in its at its core are is a, an entire compilation of letters that I've written to a grandson that I never thought I would meet due oh. to a, an estrangement with my oldest daughter. Okay. And it's one of those situations to where for years and years I was writing letters and what started as a, a simple threat, oh, you're, you're not going to see your grandchild, you're not going to see him. I just assumed it was one of those moments that would be left to an open threat that'll be a pass and we'll be back together and it won't be a big situation. Right. Well, in, in this environment, a day went to a week, a week to a month and a month to a year and then multiple years. And what was so 
difficult for me was how was I going to deal with this feeling? How was I going to come to this? And uh, from the first moment uh, my grandson was born, William, his name, hence letters to William, I knew I had to deal with this emotion. And I knew I had to find a cathartic sort of release of self to spirit. And so I thought I'd just write a few notes to get this emotion outside. And then what I realized was as I was writing and as this became more a concern of, wow, this may, this may be a while, I knew I had to be real purposeful and start to let this pen find other reasons and other ways. And so the book is about my journey through uh, this path of estrangement. And what I think is fascinating about this journey, JD, is it was a book of written to my grandson, but as the letters became to the light of day, they started to realize that it wasn't just estrangement. The stories that I would tell him began with the feelings I was feeling, but it also, they started to wrap around to become, where am I in my relationship with God? Where am I in my relationship and how am I demonstrating my own estrangement in my faith? And I wanted to capture that as I was writing letters to my grandson, also for my own self to see, well, maybe this is for me to find also a path back in my faith. And so these letters, I just assumed would be found long after I was dead. I, I thought they will never find the, the light of day. Right. And I started to become this feeling of pulling and calling. And the more I talked to people very, very gingerly about the subject of estrangement, I started to realize there are so many families dealing with this. There are so many relationships that are paying a penalty for a stipulation long forgotten. Right. And I felt so called. And, and then my wife will say, you know, it's the Holy Spirit calling you. And I'm saying, he's not calling me. I'm, he's, he's having to drag me to this. Uh-huh. And I uh-huh. didn't know how this would end up. But now, as it's become part of a, an opportunity, I'm excited about the ability to use my stories and my letters to see if they can illuminate a path for other, others who believe they're alone. Well, let me tell you, uh, I've got the situation in my family right now, right at this very moment. Uh, there, we have a, a son that we are, we haven't, I haven't seen this, uh, my youngest son since uh, 2016. Wow. And uh, we are beginning, we, we are on the path now to a possible restoration there. So I can relate to so much of what you were saying there. We went through it at another point with another child, but it was a marriage situation where the, where the husband didn't like the Christianity thing and so mm. took the child or actually two away from it it was like a bargaining chip like a uh, you know blackmail situation i guess is what you'd call it and the lord stepped in and someone is no longer on this earth and we have two grandchildren that actually live in our home now wow. uh so you know god moves in different ways all the time but anyway i'm trying to what i'm trying to express to you there is i can understand exactly where you're coming from i know uh, uh, 
with one in, in that one situation, we did do the letter thing, but oh. we did it in a different way. We uh, it it looks like to me that you, what you're doing is that you wrote a series of letters and you you really kept it up. What we did is we we sent them Christmas cards and birthday cards with an attached letter, and uh, they never saw them. <laughs> they they never right. saw them. They never saw them. But uh, it was written. It was written, and I think that that's that was the important point. But. Uh, but now again, it seems like that you have gone much further than that. You've actually. How, how often do you did you write the letters? Uh, what it, what started, like I said, is just a a cathartic release, and and for yourself maybe, and even some of your listeners who are also dealing with this, my own feelings. I could feel them welling up, and I didn't right. know how to react to them. And and in my big faith filled family. Uh, I felt shame. I, I oh, felt, yeah. and oh, I, yeah. I, I felt guilt. Right. And I didn't know how to process this, and I, I would find myself feeling less than. And what I realized quickly was, I, I knew if I let this stay inside of me, it could potentially consume me. I did not want to allow it to eat. Mm -hmm. And so, I then started finding this pen and paper and it was just almost by happenstance or the Holy Spirit said, just start allowing the pen to be the release valve for your, for your guilt, for your emotion. Mm -hmm. And what started initially is just open letters of, I miss you. And I'm, I want to explain this feeling. And again, the end in mind at the time was that these would just be for self. I'd never yeah. thought initially that they would be, I thought the threat would be released and these letters would be, you know, never seen again. Right. And then as I started to find more days piling up on each other, the pain and the, the vitriol that I was feeling and the, well, man, I'm, this is, why are they doing this? And why are they doing right, this? Right. I, I started to let that come back to me through these letters and say, wait a minute, what, what am I doing? What, what is the, what is the Lord wanting me to find it through this process? Mm -hmm. How is there a place for me? Right. And these letters started to take a very much more purposeful. So I would write as I would feel it would, you know, some days, multiple letters, some days I would skip a day, skip a week because I couldn't, I couldn't bear to bring that pen out because I didn't know how I, I just, I just wasn't ready. And then there were other days it would flow and I would write these letters. And what I started to realize is if I don't see my grandson, who's going to tell him the stories of our family? Who's going to be that, that, that carrier of the information of, let me tell you about the day you were born or tell you about the days that were important milestones in our family history. And mm -hmm. so I started to just let those be my guide or my, my template and over one day into the next, into the next, into, uh, and we went for two and a half years. Uh, I would ha I realized I had hundreds and hundreds of letters that would, that were written in just hand, longhand form. And I started to panic thinking, what if he, what if these just become dust to the overburden of time? And he, he, he doesn't realize that we were here. What if there was a calamity and he, he thinks we abandoned him or he listens right. to the, the narrative that we we just left. And I never wanted that to be the case.
but the Holy Spirit used this back to me, I believe, to say, this isn't just for your grandson. Maybe there's a place for yourself. And if you can articulate this, maybe there's a place for others who are feeling alone and lost and that they can find their path back. And I tell William in so many letters, uh, a prayer will always find its intended destination. Amen. They will always find it. And what I realized was every day, estrangement is like drinking a poison. And people don't realize it. And you have to deal with it because you're guilty and shameful and you're not wanting. And the devil wants you to believe this. But the vaccine to that is prayer. Mm -hmm. And the more I prayed and the more the pen found a new new avenue to release. Well, let me ask you now. One of the things that we struggled with when we were dealing with the just writing the Christmas card, the birthday card, whatever, is being extremely careful, or at least trying to, not to bring the other party into the situation. And I think you know what I mean by that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were hoping, like I said, they never actually got the information, but we were hoping that they would. And we didn't want it to be in there that, okay, they're trying to blame all this on mom and dad. You know, they're trying to make them, them out to be the bad guy and them out to be the good guy. You know, that type of thing. Did that, was that ever a part of, of your struggle in, in writing the letters? It's such a great question. And it's one I get asked a lot, even from family, right? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Is this just going to be a he said, she said blaming? Right. right. And so my, so my grandson's going to have to make a choice like, oh, I believe grandpa or I believe mom. Right. That's a, that's an, that's an untenable choice. Right. And I never wanted him to have to make it because someone's already making it for him. And I, so what I knew I had to do was scrub the vitriol. I couldn't, I couldn't allow it to be there, but I also knew JD that I had to leave in these letters, some awareness to the pain, because I believe in in the pain is the power of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. is the power of self-reflection, is the power of opportunity. And I think we all face these struggles in our day. And and so what I wanted to do in the letters is, and those who uh, who I hope get a chance to read this book will we'll realize very quickly that this is, this is my journey of what if? What if what my daughter is hurt by could actually be possible? And instead of it being, I'm right, she's wrong, and setting those stipulations up, what if there is a possibility that my behavior or associated indirect behavior mm-hmm. put her into this. And now I don't, I don't alleviate the, the pain, but I also realized that for every finger I pointed, I had three or four pointing back, right? Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to be aware that uh, there is pain on both sides, but this is where if we look at this not as a balance sheet, because estrangement is, is put up in front of us as a balance sheet. You hurt me more, so you have to make it right. And you have to reconcile that. And right. you didn't apologize enough, so you have to come back and do it again. Well, what I realized is that balance sheet's never going to balance. That right. The devil exactly. wants us never to come back. 
Right, exactly. Right? exactly. And we hear from friends and we hear from lawyers and we hear from everybody telling us, don't let them get away with it. And even in today's day and age of uh, excise them, delete them, get rid of all toxicity from your right. life. Right. It, it's, wait a minute, sure there are real moments and real things that you should uh, remove. And yes, there are the one or two relationships and families that know you should not be together. But we, we can't be so quick to delete that family bond. Right. And if we really understand that, we can become much more powerful to self-reflect and say, wait a minute, where am I in this process? And heal self before I demand healing from them. Right. Well, uh, now this, this is a little bit of a touchy one here, but I'm going to yeah. ask it anyway, and you, you feel free. Like I said, I've, in, in a pre-interview, I don't want uh, anything to be uncomfortable for you, too uncomfortable anyway. Uh, but um, pride was a, a major issue in our situation. You know, you're too proud, uh, and I'm speaking of me specifically, um, they, uh, the individual has done a lot to me. Well, you know, okay. And it, it kind of goes back to what you were talking about just now, but, um, did you have to deal with a pride issue? Swallow a little pride? I'm, I know I'm having to do that now. Man, that I don't, I think that was the first pill that I actually had to swallow it because I fought for so many years to be right. Right. I, I'm right. Your, 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 your story's wrong, and I'm going to show you or tell you or, or, or implore you to see this right. Mm -hmm. And the pride of this is, again, is in the, in the equation will never balance because I keep saying I'm right. And the more I pushed right, I, it created more distance on her side. Right. And I, ha I had to step back and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can I be the first to that table and say, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I, even when I'm even when I'm not sure yet where I'm at, that I'm sorry has to be. Maybe it is me, honey, and maybe I have to find some place and reconcile. And those are very difficult when you know. And I know there's going to be listeners and readers who will say, no way, no way. And it's like, if you just allow the possibility for that prayer to find opening it back into your heart, mm -hmm. it'll demonstrate the opportunity for it to find the opening in theirs. Absolutely. Now, obviously, you wrote this from a Christian's perspective as a Christian author. So... Uh, on the other side of this equation, we haven't really talked about that at all yet, and that is your your, your daughter, correct? Yes. Okay. Was she a Christian when this when this estrangement occurred, and has there been any any change one way or the other on that? You know, it, yes, she is, and 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 as I wrote, uh, I, I say this in full transparency and honesty is uh, I am, I am, I consider myself a Christian, but I also put practicing and failing all the time in front of it. And I'm, I'm always wanting to become a better version than I was the day before. Amen. And I'm in that, and I'm in that journey every day. And, right. and my daughter, Caitlin, who is, uh, 
who the letters, uh, who my oldest daughter, who this book of letters is capturing, uh, I, I would say she's in a very similar boat. But to un to unravel that personal pain is so difficult for some people, and to un to undo it, uh, and to realize that uh, I kept trying to think myself the prodigal son story, the parable of the right. prodigal, and right. how and how man, yeah. how hard it is to right. be that and to to understand all the roles within it, whether it's the the dad or the the brother who was there forever or the the other right. son who came back after it. So I always say that I always leave another room next to me at church for another hypocrite because I am not the example that I can always need to be. But I also realize that uh, there is no perfect in what I'm trying. There's only one. But uh, in my daughter's case, I, I know her her pain was real. And while we don't agree with the penalty or the punishment, I, I still had to realize that I had to give her that opportunity and also know that uh, I can't force her to open that heart store. I have right. to just give her an environment to do that. Right. And that was in the end, uh, I believe when the, when the door to her heart got unlocked just for a moment, because I don't believe there was a road to Damascus sort of event. Right. Right. Well, uh, again, it, it goes so much into what I'm, personally going through right now that it's almost unbelievable so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you now you you, you sold the book today okay because I'm going to <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go online and get one from you. but uh, in our case there has been so much back and forth and back and forth and and uh, with me specifically and my oldest son the intermediary actually is my wife um, now, I'm not saying that they've got a great relationship or anything like that, but they're communicating. Whereas I haven't spoken to them, I haven't spoken to my own son, as I told you, in years. So, you know, it, uh, I, can, I can relate to so much you're, that, that you're saying, it's, it's unbelievable. But what, how was it triggered? How, what, what occurred that created that opening that you were speaking of that, that gave you that opportunity to uh, reconcile. Yeah, and I, I speak to this in the book uh, of letters, and obviously the, the book is written with with actual letters to William. There, you know, when, when, when the arrangement with the publisher is I had one stipulation, there is no editing of the letters. There you go. We can... Okay. Yeah. We can we can we can shorten them. You right. can you can squish them, but I can't. There's not going to be any editing of of content right. or, or yeah. perspective. Right. And so that was huge for me because uh, this isn't a book for publication. It's a book for healing. Right. And I and I, so to answer your question, I think it goes back to the beginning of the both whys. I think are crucial in estrangement. The, what is the, what was the moment that caused, or are there uh, a, an epicenter of cause? And then, what's the epicenter of cause to heal? And what I believe, in our case, and all everybody's life and situations are very, very different. But in our case, there wasn't some sordid, big, traumatic event or some sort of issue. This goes back to, and I capture this in the initial foreword of the book. Uh, 
my ex-wife and I were very, very, very poor husband and wives. We were very bad at it. We were very good at being mom and dad, but we thought we could be extremely poor husband and wife and be still okay parents. Okay. And what what we realized, what I realized is my daughter and even the, the her two biological uh, siblings at the time, there were three kids in our first marriage, uh, they just started witnessing and seeing. And what happened was the compounding effect of of just very, very uh, public uh, arguments and never physical, never to that event. But I, I believe they just lost hope right. in, the, in the fact that this family was going to be stable for them. Right. And then when we, when we finally took the, the final steps to divorce, they needed a, in their case, they needed a, an enemy. They needed an answer. And that, that narrative that we create in this world of, and instead of 17 years of pain, they had to have a sentence to tell their friends. Right. Dad's running off with someone else. Mm -hmm. it's, he's abandoning us. And then mom became the preferred parent, and that just unraveled. And then in our case, you said your, your wife became the intermedi intermediary. My wife became the enemy. Uh -huh. My, we, yeah. And so yeah. they, they blamed uh -huh. her for everything. And uh -huh. dad, unless you divorce her, I'm not coming back. Right. And what we realized is my intermediary became my, my son who saw the middle of everything. And he said, I'm going to see where I can help. And, where, and then it was difficult for him because he saw my pain and he also saw the pain of his sister. And right. he was trying to find middle ground but at the end jd there the only thing that i can say is i was driving down the road and out of nowhere i got a text that said if you want to see your grandson come to this location wow and wow and okay. i can i can only articulate it and i said it a little earlier that at that moment at that day my daughter's heart door was open enough for a prayer to get in right and right. that that allowed that moment and it just so happens it was april 19th good friday of 2019 wow wow now, now put that all in there yeah well uh like i said we're we're working we're working i'm i'm hoping to get there and i'm serious when i say i'm going to get your book because it may it may give me some insight as to some new some next steps in this process because it's been a process now that's been going on for about a year uh, as far as the reconciliation thing. Um, now, when you wrote these letters, I know that you wrote them to William. No doubt about that. Number one, did you send them? Or was this something that you kept and it was kind of between you and the Lord maybe? Did you send them? And then number two, did you have maybe a twinge of hope in the back of your mind that my daughter's going to read this and maybe she'll see something? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll answer the first question. I, I knew when I was writing these, 
that there would be little to no ever these getting delivered to William in the near term. Right. That they would that they would find any relevant residence there. Right. And so it was almost purposely for self and spirit mm -hmm. to to offload that heaviness, that 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 pain needed a a, a faucet to, to release. Right. I had to get it away from my heart. Right. And so that's where this cathartic sort of release of letter writing was for me and my 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 being myself because i would write these letters and then i met not they were never ever mailed okay. Okay. and i i kept them in i would place them in boxes and one month and again one month to six months to a year to multiple years of boxes and then I started feeling them and I know for some listeners, they'll say hallelujah. And I've said this to others and they were like, oh, come on. But I felt them screaming at me. Mm -hmm. I, I felt the letters coming back to me saying, there is something more here. These letters, are there somebody else that may benefit? And I, I was so, uh, incredulous to say no initially i no i don't want i'm not going to reopen this wound i'm not going to reopen this i'm not right. going to re-adjudicate this right. and the more i i pushed away the more they they almost became like just no no bring these allow these letters and so what i did was i said okay i'll, I'll i'm going to take the letters and put them into digital form maybe one day, maybe one day he will be old enough and at least digital, you know, digitally, they'll be saved. They right. wouldn't be burned or lost to, to, to the overburden. And so as I, I, as I dictated them into a word document and multiple and, and files upon files, I started realizing, wait a minute. And then I, there's a few individuals, influencers in my journey that I happened to mention, Oh, you know, I've, how are you? And they knew behind the scenes of my issue with my estrangement. And I said, well, I'm starting to capture some of these letters. And to a person, they would say, do you realize how many people are struggling with this? Right. And I never, I right. myself in this process felt alone. I didn't think there was anybody in the audience. When I was on the stage of estrangement, I felt like it was just the spotlight on me. Just you, right. And yeah. just me. And the more I... The more I hid, the more it got, the more heavy it felt. But then once I started to expose this opportunity, the, the illumination of the audience started to be, hey, hey, could you send me a few of those? Maybe there's some benefit to me. And so I took, a few yeah. of the, mm -hmm. I, I took a few of the letters, I sent them to a few of the individuals and they would, to a person call back and they said, well, that's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And right. what we don't realize is on this journey is how really connected we are. That's and true. The, the devil wants us to say, no, you're alone. You're alone. Don't, Absolutely. don't, don't, the hold, devil on. Is a liar. don't hold on. Yeah, the yep. devil is a liar. No doubt. And we, and we allow that to sit in there and then it'll root. And once it roots, it's hard to, it's hard to undo that narrative. And so I then pulled these letters and I, and it just so happens another crazy network where a friend of mine was was 
publishing a book and he says hey you should write a you're in business you should write a business book and I said well I've got this other idea that's kind of been floating for about a year now and I told him and he goes I'm gonna get my publisher to call you and from there this process started and I'm like I said I, I have no idea how to write a book I had no idea what an author does or why they do it mm -hmm. and I I just prayed a lot and discerned a lot and said wherever this goes the journey of healing will find its way and god's will will be god's will and if it helps one then it's worth the the price and the time to deliver right. it right well now obviously people can learn a lot from that book and there are a lot of people that, that face these struggles uh you mentioned that you had a son that that was sort of your intermediary with your daughter well, I have a daughter that's sort of my intermediate, another intermediary with a son. So again, you know, more similar. There's, there's a whole lot more similarities than there are differences. But now, you did reach a point, it's at some point, where the reconciliation did, play, did take place. And so there had to have also come a point where your daughter got to see these books, or got to see these letters for the first time. What was the uh, reaction then? It's, and, and this is the amazing part of this process, is I was, I was so prayerful, I was so asking, once this, once this probability of the book started to go, or I'm going to go back, and I'll answer your question, because I was jumping ahead, I apologize, the, the day we reconciled, was Good Friday, April 19th, 2019. And I got a chance to physically hold my grandson, something that was just just beyond capability to describe. And I, 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 one of the final letters is that day that I captured in letter to William about the day I met him. Amen. And, and it was, it's such an amazing testimony. And, and it's so hard for me even today to read because it's so it's so visceral and so so the, the physical feeling. And we reconciled in 2019 and the book just came out, uh, published in May, a few, just a couple months ago. And what has happened, and we, me and my wife and daughter, and we would take William to the, we were, we were doing classic fishing and classic water park and doing all of this. Right. And, and uh, my daughter said, I, I hear you're writing, I hear you're going to publish a book. William says, or her brother says, you're thinking about publishing those letters. Dad, I don't want you to do that. Oh, okay. okay. Now, where do we go? Yeah. So now I'm in this place of, wait a minute. We are, we are at the point almost literally, and she has known superficially for sure in the conversations we've had that this process is going. I'm not sure she ever thought it, was, it would get to publication. Well, now we're moving towards publication, and JD, now in this process, she has now stepped full back and said, Dad, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. I don't so know you're where I'm thinking, going. You're thinking that uh, all the work, everything, uh, the reconciliation is all going to come crashing down on you. 
And I, in so much prayer and in so much time, and this is one of the hardest things where I'm currently at is I felt so pulled by the Holy Spirit to find a way that these will illuminate someone's path. And now I'm on the other side arguing, don't release it. Don't right. release it. Right. Don't do it. And at this moment, Kate still, my oldest daughter, still has not read the book. Okay. And one of my initial uh, plans was for the book was I asked her to write a foreword for the book. So, you know, and the publisher was like, well, maybe afterwards. So there's a little bit of drama in how you how you get there. OK, well, however you need to write it. But she has been so reluctant and, and in, in her, in my words, not necessarily hers, is there was an initial belief that this was going to be going back to one of your early questions. This is just going to be one dump of why she's wrong and dad's right. Right. Uh -huh. And what this what I'm what I'm prayerful is and I and I say this and pray it and everything to her and to the family is when you read it you will realize that this this is not an accusation this is a journey of healing and I think that's something for for the readers to understand and all of us to understand is these these relationships are held up to a standard of perfect. Everybody will hold a relationship to perfect. Right. And what I'm, what Kate and I and others have finally agreed to is, no, it's going to be ours. And if that relationship goes deep, goes wide, it will become what it will be allowed and what we are open to be, and not what someone else demands it to be or the stipulation of what someone says it should be. Right. And so, in this case, Caitlin and I are on, we're back in this, oh, I would say difficult place because um, she's hearing what the book is, but she's not ready to take that step to read what right. the, the book. And so uh, we've obviously made the decision to publish. She wishes that wouldn't have happened, but we're still in that working through stage. And I think that's what that's where we knew going in there would be put some potential hardship or initial retraction but we both know that if we stay committed to this we'll continue to grow from it right well you know for now it might be a good thing that she doesn't read it for now yeah um as you build that that new relationship it, you know, i'm just you know i'm a doctor right i can, I, I can I'm, I'm a psychiatrist i can figure all this out for you in 30 seconds um, right. any, anyway, um, you know, you're building a relationship and the, 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 the trust and the respect and all of that stuff has got, to, has got to be rekindled, it's got to be rebuilt. And there may come a time, could happen tomorrow, might happen 10 years from now, but there, there could come a time when that relationship is so strong that you can say, okay, you know, that was then, this is now, I can actually read this now and it's not going to affect the relationship that we have established, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense. And I also I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, J.D., because uh, 
there, there's a reason for everything and a moment right. for everything. Right. And I, that's, that's where uh, the feedback loops that have come back from the, from the readers who have, who have read it to date uh, has, has been so responsive and so wonderful. And I, and I say going in, this is not a uh, do these three things to a perfect relationship. Right. 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 That's, that's anyone who sells us those books uh, is a charlatan that's selling <laughs> snake oil. Right. Right. It, because this life is meant to be experienced in in it's it's there are times of struggle and tribulation. And it's how do you build your faith and your foundation of heart, mind, body, spirit to be to be part of that. And through these letters, I, I've tried to instill into William that in your life you will be faced with these challenges. Right. And I have, I have step outs that I've in, inserted into certain moments of the letter that I call champ. And I refer to myself as grandpa champ uh, in the letters. Okay. And it, the quick example of reason why that is, is a friend of mine years and years ago, we were having this conversation and we were talking about, what do you wanna be called when you ever have grandkids? And, uh, I, you know, everybody says Papa or you know Nana or whatever, right. and I said I need a I need a really interesting name because I want to be <laughs> I want to be that I want to be that fun place. Uh -huh. And he, he said I'm going to be I want to be called Champ. And I said okay, I love that. <laughs> and and so we we made a pact that said the first one who has the first grandkid gets to get the name. And I I wanted to be and and uh, subsequent grandchildren we now have two. Uh, but even to our neighborhood uh, y y kids who come over, it's Grandpa Champ. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to be the place to where people come to Grandpa Champ's house. It's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to do interesting things. We're going to do fun. You know, I want to go to Champ's house. Not I don't want to go to Grandpa's house. I want to go to Champ's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. awesome. That is awesome. Now, uh, I don't know. Uh, have you continued? To write, or did the letters come to an end once the reconciliation was established? I continue to write, and continue to write letters to William, uh, and I'll I'll write them. And so, if we have a, you know, I go back to when we were not that long ago. We were at a water park, and I got home, and I said, "Today, William, we did this," and so I'm writing them not so much at this point for uh, anything other than to document the moment right. and to allow him to feel and later what I felt here, because he's too young to, to, to be able to articulate it, but I can, I can tell him where we were in this process. And, and I think just to make this point too, JD, is uh, one of the things that always I thought was interesting about the life we live is we're capturing it today in digital form only. Right. Absolutely. We're, yes. we're taking, we're taking, yeah. we're taking pictures of everything. Right. And they, they go on a storage device or some form of phone and they're, they're flat. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is when I can capture the moment in written form, I can now choose to go back and highlight or, or explain at a depth that is so much deeper than a, than a picture can articulate. Right. And so I also wanted him to know, not just because he'll hear at my passing, there will be a preacher or whomever will stand in front and do four minutes of, 
you know, a comedy act about my life. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Dave was a Dave was a funny guy, and yeah. Dave loved his kids, and yeah. Dave loved to go fishing, and yeah. and that'll be it. Right. But what I wanted, what I wanted, was also to have a place to where the stories of our existence are captured. So I, I in several letters, I talk about our birth stories. We always hear about the end day, but right. what about our first day? Yeah. And let me tell you how. Where, what me and your mom were worried about that day and what happened that moment and right. why this was so important. And so uh, I try to capture through the letters the, 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 is the births and the, the stories of our lives and other moments of, of, of in some, and even one point in sanity where I blame the Brady Bunch for the, all the <laughs> divorce in the world. <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I, I don't write. I told you that. Uh, but uh, what I've tried to do in our family is when one of the kids says something it, that spurs a memory of something in the past, I try to elaborate on that. You don't remember this. You were way too young, but this is what happened. And go into the, you know, a detailed story. You know, uh, it, it'd probably be better if it was in print, but at least I try, you know, I do try to convey that uh, whenever I have the opportunity. But now, you guys are reconciled now. You've got the, the issues with, you know, she wishes the book wasn't there. But, you know, you know, hopefully that will resolve itself at some point. How old is William, by the way? What age range? Uh, William is just four. He's, he's, well, in January, he'll be five. Five. Okay. So yeah. everything that you're writing to him now is kind of what I was talking about with the with you know, bringing up those those events that go on. And that's something that he's going to treasure at some point. So, you know, it may not turn into book number two for you, but it may have a greater uh, impact on his life. And I think that the letters probably impacted you uh, as much as anybody else. Um, tough question. Did yeah. you ever, ever question your faith in the whole process? Every day I woke up mm-hmm. and I, I say that not tongue in cheek, because I, I think I think the minute we say we're all we're all in for the Lord, I think we become targets immediately for the absolutely 100 percent. Yes. And that that to me is the immediacy of uh, once you say, oh, my faith is strong, I feel good today. I think that's when uh, the octane gets put into the engine of the evil one. Right. And because you become a great target because they, he knows and others know that you can influence others to be, find their own, to, to become better and become better versions. Not perfect, but be tried and strive. And so this, this, this healing, this faith journey that the leader, the readers will get a chance to read is, there are days when I, I just felt uh, just underwater, and I felt like this is going to beat me today. Right. I, I feel like I can't I can't hold on to the limb anymore to to stay above water, and I'm just succumbing to this. And what I realized is when I would just take a deep breath and breathe, and allow that heart to feel, so many prayers came in, and right. so many would 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 buoy me back up and as i said in the beginning the only vaccine 
that works is prayer. Absolutely. And the, right. and the more I prayed, the more I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute. F find find the lesson here. Find the opportunity here. And you and you said you're not a writer. I'm not either, JD. And what happened was what happened was as my pen would 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 bleed ink, it would <laughs> I understand. No, I understand what you're saying. Right? Yeah. I understand what you're saying. As the, as the pen would bleed this ink, it would I didn't know where it was going, but they almost like it became sentences that would lead me to another sentence that would lead me and there were times when I would want to I would start into this almost you know what I'm so feeling like I'm overwhelmed and I'm frustrated that my daughter can't see this and I I wish that she would see that I'm doing all of this good for her right and all of a sudden my pen would say but how many times am I wishing God would do more for me show me a sign do more why mm -hmm. why is someone winning and I'm losing how come this is happening and we we don't realize that right in front of us the benefactor is giving us so many priceless gifts absolutely yet absolutely so that's where I see this estrangement in my personal journey as you said which is so perfect this letter this book of letters was cathartic for me it will be I hope priceless for William one day Right. And then ultimately, can it illuminate a path for someone else who believes, hey, this, uh, this isn't working. I'm, gonna, I'm right. giving up. Right. Well, I promise you not to give up. I had an aunt. Oh, we called her the historian because if there was anything about the family, past history, you could go to Aunt Mary, you could go to Aunt Mary and ask her and she would have the information and in many cases she would have the documentation. What you have done is you have written a history book for your family. And on down the line, not only is this going to touch William, but it's going to touch William's children and his children's children because you've put it in print, you put it out there and you're, you're documenting a history. And that is, uh, that, that's a very beautiful thing. Now, I want to ask you to please let everyone know, again, first of all, the uh, title of the book and uh, where it can be located. Where can people purchase it? Well, and it still is crazy to me as I hold this up to, the, to you on this camera, uh, that it's actually a book and it's amazing to me uh, and humbling to me, but the book title is Letters to William and the journey of healing through the pain of estrangement. And it's it's available everywhere books are sold online. So Amazon, you know, Kindle, everything. Uh, it is it is available and it's it's an opportunity, as you said, it's a history book for family, but I also think it's a it's a a day one of history for someone else who could potentially start their story. Absolutely. And absolutely. And if this can be that, if 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 this can be that initial uh, letter to another relationship finding its its intended outcome, uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, you know, I told you that we wrote the the Christmas cards, birthday cards. That wasn't my idea. That was my dad's idea. Okay. So wow. you know, it it goes. It tells you that you know what you're doing right now and you're getting out this information i i can almost guarantee you 
I can almost guarantee you that somebody is going to say, that's an idea. That's something that we can do. And, you know, so not only are you giving people the opportunity to take a very personal and raw look at what went on in your life and in your family, but you're also inspiring people to maybe do the same thing and work through their issues as well. So I just think that's a great, a, a great thing. And the history bit too. You know, it, it's all there. Yeah. I mean, you you kind of got it covered from all from all angles. Now, but before I let you go, I do want to ask you: Is there anything that I haven't covered that that I haven't asked you that that you feel like you really need to get out there and let people know about? You know, it's it. Well, let me say this: Thank you for what you do every day, and as you leave and build the vehicle of testimony for so many who are out there. So I'm humbled by what you do every day. Uh, so thank you for that, because uh, you you are listening and you are you are doing, and that's that's half the battle. When I when I think about a last a last moment is it there there is no perfect, and you said it you said it right. Uh, this book is my raw emotion, and I knew I had to be as authentic as I could, as I had to be. It's it's my true unfiltered uh, letter because I knew if I tried to put a veil or a veneer over it, it would not allow someone to feel what they are feeling right. potentially. And so uh, this, this book, I pray will open a door to a heart that's been hardened. And, and I know that if that door does open, a prayer will find its way in. Amen. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm humbled by the opportunity to share it with you today and your listeners, JB. Well, just a very inspirational story, and I'm thrilled to have you on today. And again, the author's name is David Cole, and the name of the book is Letters to William. I encourage everybody to go out there and take a look at it, especially if you're suffering through some of the trials and tribulations that we have done. David, thank you so much for being on the program today, and May God bless you. Thank you. God bless you and God bless your listeners. Thank you for joining us tonight for another edition of It's Prime Time Somewhere. If you happen to have an interesting, an informative, an educational or inspirational story that you would like to share, please join us by writing office at ustreamit.net. That's office at ustreamit.net, and we will help you share your story across the world to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the globe. Until next time, be sure and join us every Monday and Friday evening at 9 p.m. Central Time for another edition of It's Prime Time Somewhere.